I haven't seen that. I haven't seen that one yet. It's on my Netflix. But I haven't seen that one yet. In the year 2016, everyone is forced to podcast. <laughs> All disagreements are solved by podcast. Oh, that would be so Podcast horrible. is law. <laughs> One 13-year-old girl dares to no. vlog. <laughs> <laughs> She's sent before Judge John Hodgman bought 8,000. <laughs> Our computerized like judge dread master oh oh boy our horrible podcast dystopia where the McElroys just rule the entire world with with iron fists like instead of judge dreads it's uh it's the McElroys (laughs) and uh they're they're commanded by judge on Hodgman oh I'm gonna take a long walk guys (laughs) (laughs) what have we done (laughs) you fools you blew it all up anyway it's uh it's I haven't seen that it's a podcast, and uh, and I'm Whitney, and uh, one boy is Mark, and the other boy is Robbie Dawson. But Hi, the other boy is which? <laughs> which boy is which? We'll never know. Um, and uh, uh, Robbie is a friend from the internet, and I wanted to have him on because I think he's the only person who truly understands my dual passions for lizard men and celebrities. <laughs> I All I want is a famous person to come out as a believer in reptilians. Like, like who very, would be your like ideal? Like a very famous person. Yeah, like a really famous person. Right, like a Reese Witherspoon. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit, that was good. Uh, would it be better if she came out as a believer in reptilians or if she came out as a reptilian? <laughs> <laughs> Reese Witherspoon licks her her eyeball on uh, Good Morning America. <laughs> She she applies two layers of cosmetic makeup, so she has like lizard makeup underneath, and then human makeup on top, so she can peel one layer back. She can like scrub off the human skin. But then she's still she's still beautiful skin. underneath. She's still she's a beautiful, beautiful lizard. Wait, uh, oh wait, okay. So I guess the the lizards can like shape shift, right? The reptiloids. So it's not like it's not like it's not like you take the face off and there just be like a tiny gecko head underneath. Right? <laughs> I think they could like mind control and just convince you you're looking at a person. Okay, it's not like the Geico gecko riding around in a man suit. Well, sometimes, yeah. sometimes it, it, it uh, if you've if you've done the studying that that I have, and I'm sure Robbie has as well, that uh, that sometimes the uh, the the skin suit, the shape shifting, uh, uh, the, the veneer, the glamour falls. Which is why I've watched some great like slow motion videos of Simon Cowell, where apparently you <laughs> you see that God. he's. He has revealed his reptilian nature. Uh, one time I read, I might have talked about this before, I, I, I read a long thread about um, uh, people arguing if, if Simon Cowell was a reptilo- reptiloid uh, tool of the New World Order or, or if he was just a cunt. And uh, the, 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 the forum decided, just a cunt. <laughs> because as always, it, 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 it devolved into, into anti-Semitism. <laughs> so it's just like, it's like, oh, he's a Jew. And I'm like, oh, damn it. Why does it always ruin my fun? Every conspiracy theory, even the ones you think are just going to be like fun and stupid, always ends up back at like protocols of the elders as I am. Yeah, and we we actually talked about this last episode. This is the second <laughs> reptiloid episode in a row, but about been... how like you would think that if the world was being controlled by malevolent 
trans-dimensional lizard men who can shapeshift, that we shouldn't, that, like, Jews would not be a huge problem. <laughs> <laughs> like, that at least they're not lizard men. <laughs> but, um, but no, it's still always a sticking point. Damn it. I'm sure even, like, the moon landing deniers find a way. Yeah. <laughs> that the Jews ruined the moon. They want the moon for themselves. <laughs> oh, the moon. Ah, oh, t- fuck the moon. <laughs> fuck it. Hate the moon. So, I think I feel like there's always that. Like people always joke about in the fifties, we were gonna blow up the moon. Were Did we they? actually <laughs> going to blow up the moon? Like, was that something that? No, was no, that no, just go, like a weird John Birch thing. Yeah, go back. Were were people in the fifties talking about blowing up the moon? Is that I, a joke that was made or is made? No, I I've heard that as like a joking thing about how like like absurd the like we were in the fifties, but I'm not sure if anybody actually ever proposed it. Now's the time. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we we plan to set off a nuclear warhead on the moon during the Cold War. Um, For what reason? <laughs> it was there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they were hoping they were hoping for a giant flash on the moon that would intimidate the Soviet Union, which like you'd have to tell them first, right? <laughs> you'd have like, to specifically tell the Soviets to look at the moon. Um, oh well, those Soviets—they're always looking at the moon. <laughs> it's like the entire In Soviet Russia moon looks at you. It's like the entire government of America. Deciding to like shine a flashlight underneath its face and really quickly turn it on and off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Carl Sagan was was involved in the planning of the mission to blow up the moon, to, to set off a nuke on the moon, to nuke the moon. I think it's time. <laughs> I mean, what if we need something there? What? Rocks? We got rocks here. What if we left our keys on the moon or something when we went there the last time? Like we'll just I feel get like that's new- that's a next that's the next national treasure movie is that they <laughs> have to recover this the moon declaration of independence. Okay, this 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 brings me to to something that I feel you know uh, ostensibly on the on the topic of our show. Have you guys seen the um the trailer for the new Independence Day? No. Yes. It's like Independence Day. It's then something with a re like revolution or resurrection or redundance <laughs> and i i i felt weird that i had such a strong reaction uh, anti-reaction to this trailer because i was it i was like well what the fuck was the point of the first independence day then <laughs> if they're just gonna come back bigger and worse and you don't even have will smith oh, it's the same aliens yes yeah they, yeah they come back with bigger ships and i'm like well then what's the point Oh, in my head, for some reason, it was just like a different set of aliens. I I, I would like the <laughs> idea if it was other aliens, and they like, just beat those ones. a copy of the film Independence Day, and they're like, "Oh shit, we should we should pack off." <laughs> it's other aliens, and they have installed uh, Symantec Pro antivirus. So watch <laughs> the fuck out. Oh, let's let's not think that hard about. About the uh, denouement of Independence Day, but in in the trailer, it's uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum. Who's uh, they got? They got Jeff Goldblum. They got uh, Harvey Firestein. So you know, nailing yeah, it. Like, uh, that's it. That's the only people we needed. <laughs> uh, uh, Judd Judd Hirsch. He's there. 
They're like nailed it. The whole gang's back together. <laughs> they got they got a, they got a Hemsworth. So yeah, but they're but Jeff Goldblum is on the moon, <laughs> where he belongs. <laughs> um, uh, and uh, and you know he's seeing like the the big alien ship and is like, oh boy, that's bigger than the last one. And I'm like, well, yeah. What are you and what's your ass doing on the moon, Jeff Goldblum? Ugh, Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Have I mentioned that I've been taking a lot of painkillers? <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of you just looking up at the moon at night and being like, Goldblum. <laughs> Fuck the moon. Um, okay, so we're against the moon. I mean, I am. You don't have to agree with me. I, okay. I'm, I'm ambivalent about the moon. You know, take it or leave it. I'm just mad about the time it hit my eye like a big pizza pie. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, Mark, that's more. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh have you have you ever seen Moonstruck? No, I have not seen Moonstruck. Neither have I, and it's a shame. That's Nicolas Cage and I think Cher's in it. Oh yeah, it's Cher. And I believe is Olympia Dukakis in that? Sure. You don't do you not is she Well no, I never uh, that was one of the uh, that was a movie that was one of my mom's favorites as a kid. So like it was often playing in my house. But I don't think I've ever sat down and just like watched Moonstruck. Um, so. Olympia Dukakis was in Moonstruck. Oh, thank God. <laughs> We've got that settled. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen Moonstruck. There's a lot of like films from that era in the 80s I don't think I saw at all. Because when they came out, I was one. But, um, <laughs> yeah. But, like, uh, movies that are considered classics of that era. It's kind of a, a weird coincidence that I've actually even seen When Harry Met Sally. I haven't seen that. Oh, I, I, can't, I can't hit the xylophone because my friend came over yesterday and she, she dropped my xylophone um, hammer. And it's on the floor and uh, I have a broken foot. So Wait, yeah, those... we haven't even talked about <laughs> Yeah, I broke, I broke. So I probably sound weird today because I can't be in my normal recording position because i broke my fucking foot you were in misery and they you got hobbled i got hobbled yeah because you didn't just break one foot you also like injured the other foot right yeah i'm fucked up god sorry friend yeah sorry i got yeah yeah i got i got hobbled by uh and i haven't seen that super fan (laughs) just i'm just you. just, you know in a bed right now (laughs) <laughs> and being forced to podcast, <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, "No, I'm going to kill off my 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 uh my my number one podcast character, <laughs> Whitney, Whitney." <laughs> so, I I have actually never seen Misery. A lot hmm. of stuff I haven't seen this week. I uh, think I've seen Misery, but I can't remember if I've just like seen enough of it elsewhere. You've seen you've seen the episode of The Critic that's a parody of Misery. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen an episode of The Critic. Actually. Oh, missing out. That's a good show. I haven't watched it in the last couple of years. Uh, I recall it as being extremely... And it's one of those shows where like individual jokes bubble up every now and then. I believe uh, we, you and I have the same yes. favorite joke. Our, so. Yeah. <laughs> Just the gloves. Just the gloves. <laughs> or accept the gloves, yeah. Um, um, I watched it a little while ago, and it's, it's, it's very, like, it's a fun little time capsule of like 1990s New York, like, like pre Giuliani New York yeah. in an animated form. And the guy is, his like friend is supposed to be like Ted Turner, right? 
Yeah, he, yeah, he works for like Ted Turner. <laughs> yeah, like directly, his his direct boss is Ted Turner, and like the thing of like Ted Turner being like a public figure that people talk about a lot is uh, it dates it pretty well. <laughs> I bet he's a reptiloid. Probably. Absolutely. I mean, is do do they think that a lot of reptiloids just happen to be men with somewhat saggy skin? <laughs> like, is that the explanation? They're like, look, look at that neck. He's clearly just wearing a human suit. Well, Ted Cruz then. <laughs> Problem solved. Ted Cruz is like two small reptilians that they like jammed into one oh, suit. Oh <laughs> man, that guy. Oofed. <laughs> I have been exhausted, as has everyone. But uh, I found a lot of peace in looking at like awkward vines of uh, Jeb Bush <laughs> and Ted Cruz. I did that like all day today, this morning. Hung over, just laid in bed. It's incredible because they look like if you just picked two random guys and put them <laughs> in suits and were like, you're politicians now and you're running for president. Like, how we would normally act during all these things, except those guys are career politicians. Um, but I did you guys see that article about that, like, there's a scientific basis for Ted Cruz being, like, creepy? No. <laughs> Uh, I guess that it was in, like, Psychology Today, so it's probably not a norm. It was not peer-reviewed, is what I'm saying. But they were talking about, like, the ways that people normally smile and show emotion with their face. And then they contrast it <laughs> the way he smiles and shows emotion with his face. The Ted Cruz is uncanny valleying everyone. Yes, yeah, basically, that, like, when people smile, you lead with your eyes, and his eyes don't move. So he doesn't smize. Yeah, he does not smize. He fails to smize every time. Um, I don't know if any political candidates can truly smize. Now I'm just yeah. looking at pictures of Ted Cruz. <laughs> I I am impressed by how he doesn't wear clothes that fit. <laughs> it's Sometimes... like I'm running for fucking president. Get your suit cut. <sighs> this, is, this is, again, more political content than we've... It's going to happen this year. It's going to be unavoidable. We're going to have to talk yeah. about it from what, now on. The, the, the decision 2016 episode yeah. where we asked <laughs> Carson what he hasn't seen. <laughs> I would love that. Oh, my God. Settle in, everybody. I bet he would just he would just say, claim to have seen everything. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. And yeah, speaking of that, hey, Robbie, what's something you haven't seen? Oh, okay. I tried to think of some things. Um, one thing I recently learned about but haven't seen is that in the series finale of Alf, Alf gets kidnapped by the government? This is true. Why? Wasn't it like a family show? Yeah. Was there I a think it was supposed to be a cliffhanger. Like, in the next season, they were going to deal with that. But okay. then they never made more Alf. Although they did, they made a TV movie in the 90s, which did in fact deal with what happened to Alf when he Dissected. was kidnapped by the government. That yeah, wait, what happened to Alf? that as the alien autopsy video on Fox. <laughs> I haven't seen the alien autopsy video. Actually, but, neither have I. <laughs> I have. What but only they? in the context of like a video debunking it, I think. Ugh. <laughs> Like, the skin folds are wrong. This was molded standing up, and now it's lying down. 
And now I look for that on every fake alien body in movies. <laughs> I look Correct. at all the fake aliens I see when I enter my apartment. And <laughs> I walk in, there's just a dead alien on the kitchen table, and I'm like, this is bullshit! This is fake! <laughs> look at these folds! <laughs> um... <clears throat> Did, but have you? Did you ever see Elf at all? Were you in? I have seen episodes of Elf. I'm too young to have watched Elf. <laughs> uh, well, we talk about Elf. Well, the the Elf cartoon was very important to me, and the I think the the first comic books I ever read were the Elf comics. Was the Elf cartoon post Elf TV show? I think it was concurrent. Oh. So there was an Elf. Well, it was the Elf series, the animated series, which dealt with uh, Elf's adventures on his home planet of Melmac when he went when he was known as Gordon Shumway. What? Yeah. Why did we Who let this on TV? Why isn't it back? I'm ready for the <laughs> reboot. I am so ready for the Alf reboot, aren't you? I am. Uh is Dane Cook Alf now? Oh, is Dane Cook even doing anything? I don't Alf, probably <laughs> in his garage. <laughs> Um, He's just married to Alf. <laughs> oh, God! <laughs> That's what the reboot's about. It's a modern Alf family. Are there episodes where Alf falls in love with, like, couches and stuff? Why would he fall in love with a couch? I don't know. I, I assumed he'd fall in love with some inanimate object, like a vacuum cleaner. I think he's probably, like, just, like, horny for human women, right? I, most aliens are. Yeah. Well, which is fair, because most human women I know are horny for aliens, so it works out. <laughs> Again, I think two episodes ago we talked about kissing aliens, so... <laughs> uh, what's that alien from Mass Effect that everybody wants to date? That's Garrus. Do you, would you like to see, like, a 1980s, like, Earth Girls Are Easy style movie about him on Earth in, like, uh, like Daytona Beach? Yeah. <laughs> I want I want to see him in his swim in his swim trunks <laughs> with his weird bony protuberances. <laughs> um, so have you seen Earth Girls Are Easy? I have not seen Earth Girls Are Easy. That movie's weird. <laughs> it's Dan Aykroyd, uh, Eddie Murphy, and Jim Carrey, right? Wait, no, wait. Maybe no. I'm thinking of, of of a completely different thing. Is this no, the wait, one that has wait, like Jeff Goldblum is in it, right? Fuck, it's Goldblum again. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, Gina Davis. Oh, Damon uh, Wayans. Ooh, Damon Wayans. Enormously racist. Yep. yep. And, uh, it, and they, but they, I forgot they, Jeff Goldblum was in it too. So at least yeah, I'm they, they crashed to Earth and they're all very furry. And then uh, uh, downtown Julie Brown shaves them all. And they turn out to be uh, sexy Jeff Goldblum and uh, Damon Wayans and Jim Carrey. <laughs> and uh, How did this movie get made? I'm just looking at a picture <laughs> of them in the alien form right now. Um, it's rough. It's they're, rough they're, what they did to them. Yeah, they're they're furry. They're wearing helmets. They can they can correct. They can uh, they're they they can parrot things off of TV. And, it's also uh, it's also like movies with Jim Carrey in them before he was before like pre. I guess what was his first big movie? Was it Ace Ventura? Yeah. yeah. I'll bet that's a movie that does not uh does not <laughs> hold up. Oof. Um but uh like... I think the I think the whole like 
like punchline of that whole joke of that whole movie was like ha transphobia yeah like i was like i was literally earlier today i was like wow i feel like that was the like earliest like transphobic joke that i was like a major part of a film that i saw yeah it was it was the whole reveal it was the yeah. whole plot line yeah um, so good job good job everybody also his butt talks uh, his butt did talk. Yeah, that was some amazing effects. <laughs> <laughs> some really impressive CGI. That was, that was his butt was controlled and voiced by Frank Oz. <laughs> uh, Says <so is> mine. <laughs> um. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, furry aliens. Um, <laughs> uh, wait, is there Earth Girls or Easy fan fiction? Let's find out. I hope but, so. But I feel like Jim Carrey was in a couple of movies in that period that were like, uh, I feel like I, I, I think I got really into Jim Carrey when I was like nine, of course, as did America. And like watched uh, Mike Myers, too. I like watched. Uh, so I married an axe murderer. Oh, yeah. I watched that a lot. Yeah. Michael Richards is in it. I will report there appear to there are no. Oh, no, no. Yes, 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 indeed. There is a uh, fan fiction for Earth Girls Are Easy. Okay, just checking. On AO3, and and there's there's uh, there's also many many uh, uh, fan fictions called Earth Girls Are Easy, such as for there's a there's a My Chemical Romance one, uh, something for something called Marvel Heroes, like heroes, but emphasis on her. Is it an so, AU? Is it like a gender swap AU? No, no, it seems to be some actual uh, property that had to do with um, uh, uh, hero ladies. Okay. Star um, Trek. Wait, uh, did did you guys hear that Deadwood Deadpool has pegging in it? Yeah, I did. I did not. Just this isn't like, this isn't like I don't want to change the topic, but I just wanted this to be like running in a banner at the bottom of the podcast, like beep 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 beep, 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 beep. confirmed. <laughs> Deadpool gets pegged. <laughs> now I was gonna, I, I I knew in my heart, I'm gonna see Deadpool. Wait a second, you haven't seen Captain America two yet? No, I did. Oh my god! Oh. oh my god! I can't believe I didn't bring that up. I saw it over Christmas. <laughs> oh okay. Wait, no, I think you did bring it up. Sorry, it was just uh, um, yeah. My wife really wants to go see Deadpool. I'm not a huge Ryan Reynolds fan in a general sense. Um, he's fine. He is a lizard person. Oh, but okay, not good. Not in like the reptiloid way. He just like looks lizardy and sort of slimy to me. I don't trust him. Um, is that just because he's Canadian? Yes. Yeah, like all Canadians <laughs> covered in ooze. Um, lizards aren't slimy; they're dry. Yeah, I really would. Not like... when I'm done with. <laughs> I would really like it if we had more like uh if lizard men were like like iguanas, like actual iguanas riding around and controlling people. Like normal sized iguanas? Yeah. Yeah, normal yeah, iguanas. Yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> normal. I you know, I've never seen uh Super Mario Brothers. The the movie. The movie with Dennis Hopper. I this one I saw in the theater because I was a, a Nintendo maniac. Oh boy! What were your thoughts at in the theater, though? 
Uh, my thoughts were, I, I think I liked it. I think I was okay with it. I, I liked the part with, I liked the Goombas. Yeah. There was a bit where it's like the Goombas are dancing against her. And I remember that was a, it was my first exposure to George Clinton and, uh, and, and funk music at, in, in its entirety, I think. <clears throat> um, yeah, I did not catch that one. Yeah, it's a, it's a crazy. Uh, I feel like I've watched a lot of Entertainment Tonight specials when I was a kid. <laughs> and I feel like I saw one on that and also one on Spawn, which also had John Leguizamo. But I didn't. I never saw Spawn. I did see Spawn. I also saw that in the theater. Jesus Christ! Man, you you really you really turned out. (laughs) So it just seems natural. I gotta go see Deadpool. I feel like I feel like you should like like you should fake geek boy men and be like, did you see Spawn in the theater? Did you even (laughs) see? Uh, Super Mario Brothers in the theater, bro. Oh, the last thing I want to do is get into a conversation with a with a geek boy about seeing Spawn <laughs> in the theater because they probably did, and then we'll have to talk about Spawn. <laughs> That's how you make Spawn friends. Oh no! Ugh, it's all the Spawn animated series. Shit, um... I had not thought of Spawn for twenty years <laughs> until just now. Yeah, same. I have not. I like all I know of Spawn is that he was a collectible character in some fighting game my friend had for Xbox. <laughs> he was like a bonus character, and I had no idea that he was like a thing in the world outside of that for a very, very long time. Yeah, it was the rough time. Rough time in the early '90s when Todd McFarlane. Yeah. <laughs> did Did you guys read those? Was that that was an image? Was it? He wasn't on Image Comics. Yeah, I think it might have been. But like, I, remember, I read Savage Dragon a lot. Oh, I read, I read that until I was like, "This is kind of pointless. I don't know what's, what's the point of any of this." Yeah, then I mostly remember uh, that since since he had uh, like a fun healing factor and could kind of regrow anything, like there would just be time. I'm just like, oh, yep, yeah, uh, Savage Dragon is just like now a, only a, a shriveled torso because somebody dropped him into a yeah. uh, um, smokestack for three weeks. <laughs> I just remember like... the boobs being really weird in that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sums up a lot of comics. Yeah, I, I think that was the era when breasts appeared to be like, like metal and, and like aimed at the viewer. <laughs> in the in the Todd McFarlane uh, Rob Liefeld yeah. era, it was like you did you did your perspective to, to set things up, but one of the perspective lines was like the direction that the breasts were pointing directly at the viewer. No matter where you walk in the room, the yeah, breasts just, seem to follow. You. Yeah, yeah, those areolas just follow you. Oh. Um, uh, I think I am very grateful that in some ways grateful that as a child, I never picked up on comic books and instead spent all my time reading paperback collections of newspaper comics. Like I read a lot of get fuzzy. Oh Oh, buddy. You could hear me and Mark both get excited. We're like, Oh boy, we get to talk about newspaper comics for 20 minutes again. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't get into get, we didn't have it in our newspaper, but I remember in like high school or something, I got a bunch of the, the collections out of the, like, that's like, that's a good comic. It's like, uh, like four newspapers. I feel like it's not like it. No, it's good. I'm all for it. 
<laughs> I remember I, I bought my mom like a Get Fuzzy collection for Christmas or something or her birthday in, in, in high school. It's like, yeah, we were, we were the kind of household that had the, the paperback collections yeah. of, of newspaper newspaper comics. Yeah. So I get you, Robbie. I, get I think it. I owned every single collection of Foxtrot for some reason. Yep. I loved Foxtrot. I never got into the Foxtrot. The Foxtrot-iverse. I know. <laughs> It's not very good. It's very flattering to like nerdy small boys. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um yes. Anyway, um I mean I I was really into Dilbert when I was a kid, like young kid, Uh-oh. which is like woof. It's extremely we- I was too and it's it's extremely weird that any child or child-like creature would ever be into Dilbert. (laughs) But they are. So I had a speech impediment growing up, and I went to speech class with the one other kid who had a speech impediment in my grade. Um, And we would, like, bring in our own stuff to read so that we would be interested in what we were reading as a woman told us how to speak right. Um, And this kid always read Dilbert strips. And he, like, loved Dilbert. Why? It's funny because I feel like thinking about like working in an in impersonal shitty office when I was a kid actually seemed like fun because it's like, oh, I'll be working in a cubicle. Well, that's better than going to school. <laughs> so like, um, but his tie uh, does do a funny thing. He's got his little tie flipping up. Now, do you believe that? Did you, uh, in one of the books, Scott Adams mentions that? So he he was dating a woman. Dilbert was. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that I guess he was like readers wrote in wanting to know if Dilbert and like Janine had gotten intimate. Uh and yeah. he was like and I I wrote back and told them that if they did, he would indicate by one day his tie would be laying flat. And like who the fuck wrote into Scott Adams and was like, Will Dilbert fuck in two thousand one? Please, God, I need to know. Oh, no. I'm upset about that. But I remember this, too, now that I, I feel like I've read this. this since, you know, we've, you know, we follow the same uh, newspaper funnies beat, you and I. So. That makes it sound like a gang. It is. Um, yeah, I'm trying to I've think not... of... Oh, sorry, go ahead kept up on those. No, I'm just saying, I haven't kept up on newspaper comics at all. I, like, had a hard phase and then completely gave up. I remember I felt like a real real big boy when I started to read uh, Doonesbury mm. in, in, high, in high school or middle school. Yeah. I was like, yes, I get it. That waffle is the president. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 my parents had a super old paperback collection of, of Doonesbury from like the beginning. So I'm like, <laughs> it's probably like I learned all of my, uh, my eighties history from, uh, Bloom County and then my seventies history from a really old Doonesbury collection. Bloom. I'm like, Watergate, I get it. <laughs> Bloom County mystified me as a child. I never understood what was happening in it, but I always read it. And there's the, like the, was it a spinoff that was just the penguin? Out, Outland. Outland? Oh, yeah. yeah. I was huge into Bloom County as a kid. 
was bananas for it. I did not. Again, I did not get it when I was a kid. It was <laughs> this, this, this might this might be the benefit of me being uh, uh, older than both of you. And there was a weird sexual undercurrent to it, I believe. What? I believe I felt like that, I felt like <laughs> this is not the first of... time you've said there was a weird sexual undercurrent to something, and my reaction was what? I I feel like the penguin wore underpants a lot, and that made me uncomfortable. And I believe the, <laughs> it was implied that the cat was having a lot of sex. I, the I didn't penguin feel like did. That comment give comment gave me a lot of options. The the penguin, yeah, the, there was frequently people wearing tidy whities but I I, I would have just assumed because tidy whities are funny. Uh, well, let me write an email to Berkeley Breathed demanding to know <laughs> if the penguin ever had sex and how how he could indicate it to me in a secret sign. Oh, Opus did have a girlfriend. He did. What species was she? She was a uh, human lady, I think. Oh, of course. Yeah. Oh boy! <laughs> um, and thank God we have BoJack Horseman now making us ask have these same weird uh, cross species. <laughs> Opus girlfriend. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, that really uh, auto completed. Opus's girl. Her name was Lola Granola. That's right. She was like a hippie. Yeah. What? Oh boy. Oh. Boy, <laughs> I'm I'm now looking. I search for the same thing uh, at a comic in which Opus's girlfriend reveals that she has a tattoo of Dan Fogelberg's face. I remember that. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Again, also uh, in the in the second paragraph on Lola Granola on Wikipedia, Lola grudgingly shaves her legs because Opus gets rug burn when they dance, which causes her deadhead membership to be revoked. Man, can you imagine a sentence that is more like 1996? <laughs> well, I just want to get to the last paragraph of the Lola Granola wiki, Wikipedia entry, uh, which is uh, from the 2007 strips of... Uh, oh my of, uh, god! In the August 26th strip, Lola tells Steve Dallas that she has become a radical Islamist, which is the hot new fad on the planet, and that she prefers to be called Fatima Struggle. She then insinuates at the end of the strip that Steve will not get it any sex. God willing. The September 2nd strip has Steve telling Lola to wear a yellow polka dot bikini, but instead she appears in the end of the comic strip wearing a burkini. Okay, again, I, I think Lola Granola specifically made me feel weird about sex. When I was a kid. That's fair. I think, yeah, that's uh, that's correct. <laughs> and man, it's also, I mean, it's it, it, when you look at this stuff now, and you're like, oh, the joke was is that that woman was an idiot. Like the joke was is that the female character was dumb. Huh. Right, the joke is he hates his girlfriend. Okay. Um, the end. It's a lot of. Jokes, right? The end. No punchline. Yeah, no punch. That was the punchline. <laughs> um, no. Oh, there's a there's a now a granola bar called Little Granola, so that's nice. Out of out in her of, honor, there is Balm and Gilead. <laughs> uh, I think I've talked about Zippy on here before. Zippy the Pinhead, right? Yeah, I never read that. That was that did not appear in any of my. Uh, that's more of an alt weekly jam, that one. Well, I don't understand how it's still around. Yes. Oh yeah, it's it like you can every now and then late at night 
I'll go, I'll read like the last three years of Zippy the Pinhead. <laughs> How's that work out for you? <laughs> and I I think I remember being a kid and like getting alt weeklies that had Zippy the Pinhead in it and just being like I don't get what this is it is it supposed to be funny because he's wearing like a polka dot shirt. I always had the experience of, and I honestly still have this experience of trying to read Tom Tomorrow, and just being like, I don't, I don't understand any of this. I don't, I don't get it. Um, yeah, I don't think I've heard of Tom Tomorrow. Oh yeah, I have. Okay, but then I was talking about uh, Zippy the Pinhead with uh, one of my friends, and she mentioned that when she was like. In middle school, her dad for Halloween dressed up. He, her dad loves Zippy the Pinhead, and when she was in, uh, like, middle school, he dressed up as him for Halloween and like drove her to school dressed that way, <laughs> which is like classic dad. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you gonna dress up like to horrify your children, Mark? I don't know, Dilbert probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what, what 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 direction will you will your tie be be laying <laughs> oh on that Halloween, on that All Hallows Eve? Oh, um, it also feels like making a literal connection between Dilbert's penis and his tie that like retcons <laughs> a lot of that Ugh. comic. The the Dilbert is just walking through life. Through his horrible oh, job, God. just turgid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess maybe the whole thing is that he's into being humiliated. Like, he could get a better job, but he's just into humiliation. Uh, knowing what we know now about Scott Adams, legit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seems legit. Yeah, that sounds correct. Sounds realistic to me. <sighs> and Cat Bert, Dog Bert. We all just quietly contemplate the 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 Bert verse. Oh God, yeah. Um, one of them was the devil in, in some way, right? There was like a devilly one. What am I talking about? I Cat Bert was HR, right? And but I think he also, or it also was the devil. There was the pointy-haired boss, and then, and then there was a lady. Ugh. Oh, God, I can't oh. look at his tie anymore. It's really upsetting me. <laughs> what if Gross. that is, okay. is like ovipositor? <laughs> what if it's not representative of his genitals? What if it is his genitals? Silvert <laughs> well, is not the kind of sexy alien I want to get with. <laughs> I'm not interested in his protuberances. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I remember playing the the Dilbert video game. What? When I was a kid. Yeah. What? What? What was the what? What's the gameplay? <laughs> Is it a shooter? No, it's like it's like a number of small of like mini games. Uh, I believe it came free with our computer when I was a kid. <laughs> it is Dilbert's desktop games for Microsoft Windows. <laughs> Um, oh man, I can't believe this. Uh, oh my god. Yeah. I know, I just remember that I straight up read the the business book 
that Scott yeah. Adams wrote called The Dilbert Principle. I read yes. that as a teenager. What, what was Why wrong did... with us? <laughs> it's always funny. People are, parents are like, you know, teenagers, they're just hard to understand. And it's like looking back, it's like, yeah, I'll bet my parents did wonder why I was reading like like a business management book written by somebody with no management experience who just wrote a comic about a penis necktied monster. I think I think the thing we need to blame here is uh, libraries because <laughs> it definitely was a case for me that I would go into the humor section of our local yes. library and just I'd be like, I'm going to read Jeff Foxworthy's book. I'm going to read um, all of uh, the, the Paul Reiser uh, milieu of Dave Barry. Oh, um, God, Dave Barry. We, we, we've talked about like, Dave Barry. Yeah too young to have read Dave Barry. And I'm sure my dad was like, oh yeah, Dave Barry, I love him. Go read, like, so glad my son is reading Dave Barry. Uh, meanwhile, all the jokes are like 10 years out of date. Yeah, they're all and- like, Gary Hart, <laughs> Duke <Congress. laughs> Um, Yeah, man. It, it is interesting that like, I feel like when I was a kid, I read so much stuff in like 98 where all the references were to like the early years of the first Bush administration. <laughs> um, Oh, Oh, you were reading things that were 10 yes. years out of date. Okay. Yes. Yes. Not that I, I, I was like time traveling or anything <laughs> or that they were just making su- supremely old references. Yeah, no, it was that I was reading a bunch of stuff from like written in like 1989. Uh, okay. I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking, do do kids today even know about the time the president threw up on the prime minister of Japan? No, I don't. I don't read the oh, Dave you... Barry, damn it. You don't. You don't know. For, for real. Yeah. There was a time when uh, the George uh, George Bush the first uh, threw up on the prime minister of Japan. You can see, you can see a video of it on on the internet. Oh, it happened. It was a, it was a, it made quite a, quite a, quite a deal for the Saturday Night Lives and the, and the whatnot. Oh, uh, I bet. Yeah, yeah. My version of that is all the stuff I read when I was like 10, that was 10 years out of date, uh, about Clinton. <laughs> all like Clinton jokes are from when I was too young to actually know what was happening. Yeah. So I only process them later. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's going to be really exciting. I guess right about now, um today's kids are, are reading all of the hot uh, George W. Bush takes. I don't think they do that I feel anymore. Like, I don't feel like teens. They, I mean, do people... Do they, they have even, to. I, I guess the question is... Any do, joke. <laughs> we're just going to keep... Come on, boys. <laughs> okay, you go ahead. You go first. I'll go second. I just think any joke written between, like, 2000 and 2008 had to include a Bush punchline. Like I, I, uh, I worked from home all this past week due to the fact that I broke my fucking foot and I just, uh, I ended up watching four and a half seasons of 30 rock. (laughs) Oh boy. Um, and that, you know, that started in, I don't know, 2006, something like that. Seven. And, uh, yeah, the, the early seasons of that, I'm like, Oh yeah, right. The Bush administration. Things were different then. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, boy, a lot of was... jokes about, um, what's her name? Condoleezza Rice there. Yeah, Condoleezza Rice. Um, there was some, some mission accomplished jokes. Oh. It's like, oh, yeah. 
boy, that all well, that's depressing. Yeah, you get that in a like uh, I think Arrested Development yeah. does that too. And I I recently watched um as well ago I watched uh, Get Smart the the movie version of Get Smart and the yeah. the president in that is definitely uh like he's like he's like why are you talking to me about this I have to go clear some brush and I'm like oh, right. It's like this was how we dealt with the the horror of living in the country we lived in. <laughs> and now I've just just basically deleted those eight years from my memory. Yeah, same here. It's, it's grand. It's great. I mean, my question is, do they even release newspaper comedy columns in book form at this point? Um, yes, they do. Really? I was just looking at the at the uh, Dilbert Wikipedia page, and in fact, um, optimism sounds exhausting. Came out in November 2015. God, can you imagine how depressing it would be to just read a bunch of Dilbert stuff? Well, if 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 you had all, I don't know. This looks like every Dilbert collection once a year from from 1992 on. If you just had like a special shelf. Hello, welcome to my apartment. Here's my Dilbert shelf. <laughs> would you like Dilbert. to see my ties? Oh, oh man. I mean, there's like, are there books of like the Borowitz report that come out? Just his tweets. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. Well, that that was actually my question. Like, I don't feel like there's like. I mean, I does Dave Barry even do a regular column anymore for the Miami Herald? <laughs> How is Dave Barry? Is Dave Barry okay? This is what we need to know. Oh my god. Please call, Dave. Uh, I bet I, bet, I, bet I could get. Hair. Bet I could score Dave Barry as a guest. Oh, oh, I googled. I googled Dave Barry with an. I I I with a with an e, and it it showed up a bunch of pictures of some handsome man. Who's this man? <laughs> Dave Barry with an e. Alt universe, Dave Who Barry. Is this, Earth? as opposed to the the, the melted reptiloid. Oh, God. oh, yeah, you're right. Who is this man? He's he's some handsome English teen idol. No, 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 no. This is a different really Dave Barry. When you pull it up on the the image search because it's all this handsome <laughs> dude, and then up in the corner is Dave Barry author. And who told Dave Barry just to wear what appears to be like a puce colored t shirt for his author photo? <laughs> Oh, the far left one, yeah. Ooh. Wait, like, why would he definitely have... he definitely does not have human hair. That is <laughs> That's covering up like a pulsating no, this situation. Is just, if you if you were alive during the eighties, you got this hair. Oh no, no. This that's a that's a rug. That's gotta be a rug. Maybe. It looks like a, a bad Luke Skywalker in original, like a bad. He looks like a like a weird Mark Hamill. Okay, he, I <laughs> mean, obviously he, like he dyes hair. his hair for one, but like. So I'm I'm still trying to find out who this other Dave Barry with an E is, and uh, I I clicked on a, on one of the. I was like, go visit website for with this image, and uh, the the um, headline on this is likely charming, high quality images of Dave Barry. Sympathetically charming list of images of Dave Barry. What does Dave Barry do? Such a great character. So, what is uh, oh, Dave Barry? Bewitching. A new angle on Dave Barry. The fundamentals of Dave Barry revealed. This high quality image is red. Where have I landed? 
<laughs> I have no idea who this Dave Barry. Wait, a place to home star Dave Barry on. Okay. Okay, I think such I a found great character, him. Dave Barry, no longer a mystery. <laughs> I think he's even more a mystery than ever. Oh, sorry, guys. <laughs> Fell down a, a robot. Ted Barry Hall, yeah. Uh, now the, here's what? a confession: when I was like a like a libertarian teen, I was I I read a bunch of P.J. O'Rourke books. Which like his whole thing was he was like a Republican, but he 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 drank a lot and had smoked marijuana. Um, and in retrospect, it's not a great like it's not a good like catch on that. <laughs> uh, but now he looks like Dave Barry's sadder brother. Oof. When you said libertarian, it made me think of that. It, there should be a, a Dilbert character who is a libertarian who is libert. Arian. That that has to be a thing, right? Or at least there's got to be a group of libertarian Dilbert fans who call themselves Libert. The Dilbertarians. Oh my god. The Libertarians. Whew, okay, we gotta we gotta get out of this uh, this Dilbert spiral. <laughs> um... I, I was I was like I was kind of joking when I said we're gonna talk about newspaper comics for twenty minutes, but then we we absolutely did. <laughs> No. The secret oh, theme nightmare. of this podcast is. Um, oh. Anyway, moving moving what's, ahead. What's uh, something else you haven't seen, Robbie? Oh God! Um, actually, I think you were just talking about this. I have not seen the end of Dragon Age Inquisition because I haven't finished it yet. Mm. It's uh, it's like, uh, tricky to finish. <laughs> yeah, because there's so much. I got my... You can play forever. Yeah, you just keep going, and then you're like, oh, I need to do all this romance so I can. Watch this man I made kiss Dorian a thousand times. And then you're like, oh, wait, what's happening in the story? Who cares? Kiss it. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, 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 it's just around a, a one year since I, I've been looking at my time hop since I fell into the, the Dragon Age lifestyle when everything changed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, can, you, can you play that on a Mac yet? <laughs> Surely. Surely you can. Would it be on Steam? Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I went to Steam.com. Or Steam. on, like, Origin. Or... Welcome to Steam.com. Steam.com is the former home of Steam Steam Tunnel Operations. This domain is not for sale. There's nothing else on this page. <laughs> um, wow, they... It's weird that it's not for sale. I feel like they could, uh... If you, yeah, like, I mean, maybe they're they're doing, like, back-channel deals or something. Why do, you, why do they need to keep Steam.com? Spite. I know I definitely accidentally um, clicked on... Um, oh, no, it's actually... It, it used to be um, uh, uh, Trout Unlimited, because I would type in TU to go to Tumblr, and it would, it would, I would end up at, at TU.org, which is uh, Trout Unlimited for conserving cold water fisheries. But now when I type in TU, it actually, it actually goes to Tumblr, so... Well, that, uh, Trout Unlimited is still great, by the way. Well, obviously, I'm there now. We, we should not limit it. We should not limit the trout. <clears throat> oh um, yeah. <laughs> oh wow! This there's a magazine called Trout, and there's a little girl on the cover who just looks ecstatic. Um. Anyway. 
Have you ever been fishing, boys? Yes. I do not know if I've caught anything. I have a lot, actually, been fishing. Not recently, though. I, I have caught two fish in my life. They were very small. I've caught a lot of tiny fish. And had to like dig the hooks out of their mouth and throw them back. <laughs> Have fun with the rest of your life, fucker. Yeah, right. with this. <laughs> I hope there aren't tougher fish where you're going. Because <laughs> they're going to eat your lunch. Um, I have this problem where if there's a fishing mini game in a video game, I find it, I, I get it, I'm unbelievably compelled by it. I cannot, I'm fucking bananas for fishing mini games. That's the opposite of everyone else on earth yeah i know (laughs) maybe you can just have all their fishing mini games like it's 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 a it's a problem in a lot of like jrpgs and stuff it's just like okay this is a fishing mini game i'm gonna sit here and have to play it for like 10 hours until i've caught every fish because i'm insane uh it's i've gotten better at it but it's, it's still like i just i get i don't know what the appeal is there's there's nothing i i i don't have any like like bass, uh, bass fisherman, pro, you know, realistic fishing games. But uh, what if, uh, what if, what, does, maybe one of your neighbors watches like like fishing shows, but at like like a, a volume so low you can't hear it, but you're 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 picking up on it. Oh, my neighbors don't do anything at a volume so low I can't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, my bathroom got fixed, guys. Oh, that's fixed. great. Yeah. There's no more gaping hole. Well the well the problem is the day before the plumbers came over and they tore a new gaping hole in my closet. So we have re- remained at whole equilibrium <laughs> in my my apartment. Are you still having that leak though? No, leaks fixed and uh they fixed uh, all the water damage. It's it's a whole new world. I literally keep getting a whole new world stuck in my head when I go to the toilet. Cuz it's <laughs> it's too. so it's I I I can now safely hang up my my uh, my drawing of Elf Skeleton again. That's great. <laughs> it's beautiful. So it's been an exciting week for me, where I've I've not left the couch, and just uh, been constantly snacking and taking Percocet. <laughs> and snacking on Percocet. Snacking on Percocet. Mark was very sweet, and he sent me a big uh, big box of snacks. I'm glad from- it, was, it was a large box because I I couldn't tell from the picture, and I was like, man, it's gonna suck if it gets there, and it's like three like like air packets of airline peanuts <laughs> no it's a big box i'm looking right at it from it says mouth on it, <laughs> mouth. it says mouth and then indie food yeah that's so i did say popcorn and i was like i was like oh maybe i'll send her some stuff using uh food kick and then i was like wait this is all just stuff that she probably already has because <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but, yeah, but uh for for no reason, everybody in uh, Brooklyn and uh, Long Island City should use food kick. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> for no reason that involves Wait, me working. Are you guys gonna watch the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, sports. I have it on mute because I thought it started at noon and it didn't. So it I just let the like TV six right. Yeah, I know nothing. I know that one of the, the very popular Google searches around this time is what what time does the Super Bowl start. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Every single website, like completely unrelated websites, will put up something for it. Just oh yeah, it's because it's SEO, just glory. Six thirty p.m. on CBS. No, I'm. I will not be watching the Super Bowl. I know. I saw a lot of people on Twitter today. I did not see anybody making sports ball jokes or you know 
ha ha ha, you like sports. But I saw so many people I follow being like, you're an asshole if you make fun of people who like sports. Which yeah, is kind of, kind of, this is kind of how things always shake out for me. Yeah, yeah. You never – well, I mean, that just means that you well curated the people yeah. you follow because you never see the assholes. You just see people getting indignant about them. I mean, like, yeah. Um, I mean, I – yeah, uh, it's not great. But on the other hand, the degree to which our culture is obsessed with sports is – uh. There's a joke on the John Hodgman on the um uh Hodgebot on the uh on his on his book on his audiobook where he's like there are only two sports references in this if if you would like more sports references please refer to every single other aspect of our culture <laughs> But Robbie are you are you, you you a sports fan? No, I am fully sports agnostic. I don't understand anything i think i have some sort of brain issue where i literally like can't follow a ball on a screen i like get lost two seconds in and or in person honestly like basketball soccer anything's like i can't pay attention to it so to you it's just angry people running. yeah it's just like it's yelling there's a lot of people yelling at a smaller amount of people who are maybe not yelling but are definitely mad (laughs) well football in particular is fucking complicated (laughs) Yes, and I, like, know all the rules, right? I was forced to learn all the rules. And I, like, I think I went out for football freshman year, which... I was about to ask, why were you forced? (laughs) Oh, my parents insisted I do, like, at least one year in every sport until I realized I hated it. So I played all of them growing up. I did, like, a lot of basketball because I was very tall. Like, lacrosse, hockey, racquetball, uh, football, everything. And I hated all of it. Yeah. Ugh, that's rough, buddy. Yeah. Were you ever forced to sport, Mark? When I was very young, I did like indoor soccer, but uh, but as I got older, they gave up. <laughs> yeah, I was never. I think the just the how many times I got bronchitis when I was six. <laughs> they were just like, mm, nope, this one's not going to be uh, outdoorsy. I would I would actually straight up pay maybe five bucks a month to get an email every day that has like that is like a sports explainer where it's like yeah. this game happened yesterday if someone wants to talk about this game this is the like concept you should express where you're like well he's a good QC but he's weak on the back end or something like that <laughs> tinyletter.com slash how to talk to your dad yeah yeah literally um because we get well like and i work in a thing where like clients come in and they like talk about sports and it's very it's very weird if they're like catch that game last night and i'm just like i've never caught any games (laughs) (laughs) i've never caught a game and i've never caught a ball bye (laughs) um but you know and it's like it's like a especially for men it's a thing where like that is a huge way that you're supposed to relate to other human beings, especially people you don't know very well. Um, so it's also every year when I work on ads for football, I watch all, I work on all these ads where it's like a bunch of friends hanging out in a house and they're all wearing jerseys and they're all drinking a, a, a popular beer and eating <laughs> snacks. And I always end up getting really sad that I don't have that in my life. <laughs> well, usually because it's like, it'll be like two in the morning and I'm still working on right. this ad and I'm like, 
I wish I had that camaraderie. Instead of just just getting people together and listening to uh, Adventure Zone and cheering on Dungeons and Dragons characters, <laughs> which is what I do. Yeah, I I've never been a sports person, and um, in Nashville, there's like in, you know we we didn't have a a pro anything until I was in high school, so there was like a, like a lot of college ball was going on, but so I I just did not. I didn't care about sports, and I did not grow up in a very sporting culture, which has been weird having moved up to the Northeast where everybody is uh, has they have loyalties to things, to teams. I, I hypothetically mean, do, like, because of my family. They're like, you care about these things, but I don't. Yeah. But I'll say it if I have to make small talk with someone. Yeah. And I, I, I can never, like, I, it, it's some, the, sporting, the sporting life is, is something I don't understand, but I am sure somebody who is a uh, rabid Patriots fan will come to my house and see my, my two one direction calendars and go, <laughs> I don't understand you at all. <laughs> well, I understand the sporting life. It's when you're an elegant bachelor, yes. and <laughs> you like, you bet on a lot of things, but I, I don't understand, understand the December sporting. song, the sporting life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> ah, perfect. So I guess, in conclusion, none of us will be watching the big game. No. no. Actually, I probably will leave it on just in case something happens and everyone tweets about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Whole Foods. Sad. Because I don't, my TV doesn't do TV, so probably no, just going to play Dragon Age Inquisition. <laughs> That's an oven. Oh, shit! <laughs> Turn to your left. Now you're looking into the living room. Oh, boy, this explains a lot. <laughs> This is why I've been eating raw lasagna for months. <laughs> Just never gets hot enough. Oh, so, so crunchy. <laughs> parts of it so crunchy, parts of it soggy. But I'm so hungry. Whitney's so hungry. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. Yeah. We haven't done questions in uh, yeah, yeah. this year. but um, So I don't fully remember if we've done this one before. But uh, it's a good one. It's which which one of the MST3K villains do you most identify with? Have we done that one? Let's do it again. I don't care. Oh no! This is here's a thing I haven't seen. <gasps> I haven't seen MST3K. I have probably seen one of them once. Interesting. What do you think of it? I it's I know what it is in my. I don't know. I don't know if any of my friends really like it either, but I know people who do more distantly. I don't know what I think of it. This is a safe space, I want to say. We're not going... You sound like, you sound like you're worried that we're going to start yelling at you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. It's a, it's a very... It's people who love it really love it, and in my head it's just like not funny, and I don't understand it. What was the age that you first saw it at? Important. Probably like last year. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny liking things culturally and talking to other people about them and being like, oh, you should have been much, your brain should not have been as developed as <laughs> when you saw that. It should have been much, um, because I don't, it, like, it, when I watched it as a kid, it, like, hit at a pretty perfect time for me. Mm. And, um, and I still, I, 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 like, I find references funny now and like I can get into the rhythm of it 
But like when I was in eighth grade, like I, I would almost die from laughter. Uh, in the way that like Monster Factory is for me now. I was just about to bring up Monster Factory because that I was watching that uh, yesterday. I had a friend come over to keep me keep me in my in my convalescence company, and we just watched Monster Factory. And holy fucking shit, that just makes me laugh like nothing in the world. It makes me laugh out loud loud while I'm like alone watching it on my computer, which and, so few things do. Yeah, exactly. I'm like I'm fully alone and Although, laughing so hard that I'm dizzy. Um, my brother, my brother and me has always done that for me too. I think the McElroy secret is that they always include themselves laughing at each other. Yeah, that definitely yeah. Is, feel is part of like it. You're part of it. Um, Kristen actually has asked, has like made me stop. Wa- will will make me pause a thing because I'm laughing so much it scares her. <laughs> She's never seen me laugh that much before. So everybody, if you haven't watched Monster Factory, watch Monster Factory. It's uh, uh, the, some some of the McElroy boys making uh, horrible creatures in in video game character creators, which led I had my friend over and we we made a couple of monsters ourselves in uh, in Dragon Age, and that was very fun. It's a yes. very fun thing to do. Yes, especially if you have a friend, and uh, we we made a guy. I might have to I might have to just start playing him because he's so beautiful. <laughs> um, uh. He's just, he kind of, you know, he kind of looks a little bit like uh, Tony Shalhoub's character in Men in Black, but uh, nice. but he's he's got red hair and purple eyes, and he just sort of looks like a, like a Weasley had a, had an assignation with a house elf, and this is <laughs> oh the God. result, and so Which they I named him, did. he was originally going to be named Purs Weaslow, but then I accidentally hit a G, and he became Purs Weaslog, <laughs> and uh, my friend and I, we both laughed for literally five minutes over Purs Wee's log. Like, like she went to the bathroom and I could hear her still laughing in the bathroom over Purs Wee's log. Oh, Purs Wee's log, my sweet, sad prince. <laughs> He's so sad. He's lived such a hard life and now he has to save Thedas. Oh, who's he going to romance? Oh, everybody. So good. <laughs> I think Cassandra. Yeah. By the way, those games are only available for Windows still. This is going to be my uh, my new uh, secret island of Doctor Quandary. It's going to be your um, uh, Captain America too. Yeah, yeah. Which I did see. I saw it over Christmas. So, and it was good. I it worked was... a lot of uh, of overtime over this weekend, and I was I was telling my wife, and I was like, "Oh, I'll finally get that Xbox," and she was like, "Ha ha!" <laughs> uh, I will not be getting an Xbox, you guys. <laughs> the the missus isn't gonna allow i mean it's also just like i feel like i would not given given my thing of playing a game for 20 minutes and dying and being like i'm bored this is awful um it, i feel like i would have to get a lot more into video games to justify yeah i uh, i straight up have like a hundred things in my steam library I and just... uh yeah i've played hmm, i don't know two yeah just last weekend, I bought Fallout 4 and did the whole intro and then got to the first fight and remembered I'm bad at shooting th- things in games and died and was like, oh, never mind. Try again in a week, maybe, if I yeah, feel like it. Maybe I'll get better. <laughs> maybe I'll get better not playing it. Yeah. I bought a, I bought a um, PS4 um, on New Year's mm-hmm. and I bought Metal Gear Solid 5, which I'm a, I'm a big Metal Gear fan. 
And I, I keep, like, my brain keeps thinking, yeah, I played about 20 minutes of that. No, I played a full two hours of it. <laughs> but, but And then I just, like, I got to where, you know, the game actually started. And I was like, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to shoot things. But I did play Until Dawn. Do you fellas know anything about Until Dawn? No. No. It's basically a, a, a horror movie, but um, in video game format. So it's like a bunch of a bunch of teens go to a cabin in the woods and, and uh, shit happens. And, you know, you make choices that determine uh, whether the teens live or die or whether the teens love oh, each other. Oh, yes. It's got, it's got Rami Malek. And uh, I like him. I like him a lot. Oh, he's like doing a voice? No, he's a, he's a motion captured. It's his face and body and voice. Hmm. Only digital. It's got, got him, got a Hayden Panet- Panettiere. Sure. Sure. <laughs> but mostly uh, good, old, good old Rami Malek. I, I still want to play Mist again. You can yeah. do it. No one's stopping you. I'll get back to you guys after I after I beat Riven. <laughs> it's been your quest since 1994. Oh man, it never ends. Uh, I started playing The Witness last weekend. What's your thoughts on The Witness? I'm not going to play it. I'm okay. not, not going to be humiliated by Jonathan it's Blow not anymore. On Mac. <laughs> it's not. I had to buy it on my PS4. I wanted the computer one, but um, it's good. It's very pretty, and I want. I like the game. I want there to be another game set in the same world, but that's not with puzzles that make me mad. So I can just like appreciate it. Yeah, it seems like those puzzles are uh, are rough. They are. I frequently I have no qualms looking up answers online, so I've done that a number of times. Yeah, I played Braid. Which is uh, uh, Joe Blow's previous work, and that's the only game that made me cry because it made me feel so stupid because I couldn't figure it out. <laughs> yeah. So I I refuse to be uh to be to be humiliated. <laughs> now now, do you guys remember how tough are the puzzles in Mist? I weirdly like I when I played Mist as a as I don't know I was maybe like twelve somewhere in that age, I had like no problem with it. Yeah, I don't. Think- I beat it really easily, and I don't know. I may have just had like a savant moment because I'm pretty stupid, and <laughs> definitely have looked up answers for every other problem in my entire life. But I, I, I did mist. I think I played mist with someone else helping me. Like we were both looking at the computer doing it, which probably helped. Yeah. Um. Good. Anyway, uh, we, we refuse to answer your question about Mystery Science Theater, and also we definitely asked that one before, I realized, because <laughs> I was looking at ones after that, and I was like, oh yeah, we answered all of these. I just want to shame this one uh, question, which is from David Bednar, which is, uh, please come up with four podcast pitches, names, format, and content. Thank you. No, come up with your own one, <laughs> yeah, David. Yeah, that, that's a job, okay? If I had four, con- if I had four podcast pitches, I'd be, I'd be a fucking McElroy. That's who I'd be. Yeah, yeah. This one doesn't even have a concept. Jesus. <laughs> uh, okay, one more. Hit me with one more. Um, what is this from Amy uh, Besbacco? What is the most creative lie you have told to a child? Oh, boy. Huh. I mean, I've, I've done some Santa-based lying. I didn't give a fry to a kid yesterday because I told him it was too hot. It was, it was only moderately hot. Did you just eat it instead? Yeah. 
Well, I mean, okay, he was waiting for his fries. I had my fries, but it, and he wanted one of my fries, and he's younger than two, and I didn't know how his moms would feel about me just handing him a fry. I didn't know if there was like a greater life lesson he needed to learn. Or if, or if he like held the fry, then suddenly like a seagull might come down and snatch him. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that was my thought: is that uh, I didn't want to get all over that. My usual lie when children want my food is just that they won't like it. I expect now you don't like this. Well, he knew just what tell fries them. were. So. Right, that's the problem with the fry problem. Yeah, <laughs> not like your fries. My fries are different. You won't like them. They're adult fries. <laughs> he was also really mad that he couldn't have a beer because everybody was drinking beers. Yeah, I feel like my most common, and it's not fully a lie, but it's definitely like like my brother and I being like, it, it's grown up stuff, don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> when the child is like, what, what does that mean? What are you guys talking about? No, nothing, don't worry about it. It's uh, grown up stuff. Grown up stuff. <laughs> like when I made my entire family watch uh, Magic Mike XXL over Christmas. <laughs> not over Christmas, on Christmas. <laughs> Ah, it's a new family tradition. Yeah, I keep I kept telling that joke, and they're like, "No, <laughs> that's not happening again." But it was uh, it was magical. I felt I felt bad about it afterwards. <laughs> a Christmas tradition, feeling bad about it. <laughs> you always got you always got to find some reason to feel bad on Christmas, and I uh, I made my whole family watch Magic Mike. <laughs> but yeah, for that for that, my brother was just like. <laughs> Told his son, he's like, "You sit in that chair and uh, don't face the TV." <laughs> this, this, this is an earmuffs movie. Yeah, there was a lot more cussing in that movie than I re- remembered. Uh, good time. Because I didn't really remember the dialogue in that movie. No, it's just the bodies. Oh, another another question that's right after that is, "What's the longest time you stayed inside without seeing the sun?" Well, uh, I'm doing pretty well right now. Pardon me. I haven't left. I haven't. I've been. I've been in my house since Monday at 5 p.m. Oh when God. I staggered home. You're gonna. You're gonna be uh, like. Like you could go work on a uh, a submarine now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm punchy, guys. It's gonna be very confusing to leave the house tomorrow. <laughs> Are you? You're going into work tomorrow. Going into work tomorrow. How, uh, you gotta... I think I'm gonna take a car into work and see how it goes from there. Yeah, yeah. I have a cane. I have a cane. Nice. Yeah, I'm... a sword? Oh, let me check. Hang on. No. I was was really afraid I'd hear, shink! Ah! My hand! (laughs) I did have a sword cane as 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 a youth. What? How, how have I never told you that? Surely I have. I had a sword cane. Of course I did. And I had a katana. Of course okay. I did. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was actually, it was, well, it was stupid, the sword cane, because you had to, like, unscrew it to reveal the sword. Oh, and, like, yeah, that's not what you And did. it also had a dagger, and it had a compass in the in the handle. Ooh. Interesting. So it was, it was you know, for a, for a gentleman explorer. Yeah, yeah. I think it also had a flask. This this sounds like it was a pretty heavy uh, cane. Yeah, right. It sounds harder to walk with. It was uh, it was substantial. Well, you want you want some weight on your cane. That's true. <laughs> I bet you do, Douglas. <laughs> Gross. Sorry. <sighs> How long as you guys have stayed inside? 
Maybe a uh, weekend? Yeah. Only a weekend. weekend. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I if I don't if I get like sick and can't um go out um I get I get very punchy. When I was in like high school or like in the summers during college, I would just be I I would be, you know, inside cuz I didn't drive and all my friends were in the computer. So, I would be inside for just weeks. Mm. Weeks at a time. Yeah. So my mom was like, you, we're getting you out of the house. <laughs> when was the last time you left? And I'd be like, I don't know. Oh. What is there out there for me? In this world? <sighs> I do see the sun. The sun is right. That's right. Good. out there. That's good. You there need are that, windows. You need that vitamin D. I think, it, I think it did snow at some point this week. I think it rained. Yes. I think a lot of weather happened. I'm just imagining the montage, like the exterior shot of your apartment where like snow comes, rain comes, aliens attack, the city <laughs> rebuilds, and then it's Monday and you take your car to work. <laughs> Hello, Lyft. Yep. What? <sighs> oh, I just heard a horn and I thought that maybe the, the car had actually come. Oh, if, if calling a Lyft just, just means going, hey, Lyft. Yeah, and it and it just shows up. I gotta say, thank you to Lyft for getting me around oh, when okay. I when I broke my foot. Oh God! Thank thank you to the kind people at the Williamsburg City MD. They were very nice to me. Nice. I could not imagine as an adult person having some sort of injury that severely limited mobility, especially in New York. Oh yeah, it's the, it's gonna suck. I live on the sixth floor of a walkout Oof. right now. Which is bad enough, fully mobile. Yeah, yeah. Like if I had broke, if I went outside and broke my foot, I would like not enter my own apartment for a week. <laughs> like I'd have to go stay somewhere else. Yeah, I I live on the second floor of an elevator building. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, and also I haven't gone anywhere. But <laughs> I've I've been uh I've been testing out the the walking boot by going uh, back and forth between uh the couch and uh the bedroom. While on Percocet, <laughs> actually, I have not. I have not taken any Percocet in a couple days because they only gave me ten pills. <laughs> so I'm having to save it for when the pain is intense, which will probably be tomorrow after I try to navigate. Yeah, yeah. Actually, have to. I'm actually. I. It's. It's going to be an adventure to see, because I now have like a reason that people should give me their seat on the subway. Yeah, Ooh. yeah. That's a good call. Like and now, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know how much I fully need this cane, but um, I'm probably gonna use it, maybe even for longer than I need to, <laughs> sure. just to guarantee that people will let me fucking sit down. Yeah. You guys um, ever break any bones? Yes. No. What'd you break? Wait, me? Oh, yeah, I'm the only one who's broken any bones. I've broken my wrist, fractured my foot. Um, I think I maybe broke my wrist twice. Um, but uh, it's been a while. Uh, well, while I've had uh, about a million concussions, this was the first bone break. I'm going to say, uh, not enjoyable. I'm not going to recommend it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that's... The worst I've ever done is just, like, a big cut that needed stitches otherwise i've 
avoided all situations in which I could break a bone fairly successfully. <laughs> you did yeah, it. Thought, yeah. It was so, like, I, when I went to the orthopedist, even the, the like, the, the, the physician's assistant's like, she's like, so what did you do? Was it, was it at least something fun? And I was like, no, <laughs> I tripped. <laughs> oh. That's I tripped good. and fell in front of a truck driver, the and he leaned out his window fun. and asked if I was okay. And I said, yes, I'm fine, because that's what you say when you fall. Yes. That's your automatic instinctual reaction. Like, I'll say it if there's no one around. If I fall down, I'll just be like, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the automatic, like, shame impulse. Even though I was like, I'm definitely not fine, but I don't want to have a... What, like, what is he going to do? Is he going to get out of his truck? He'll be blocking traffic. Yeah. Oh, boy. Anyway, this has been Broken Foot Chat, which will, which will continue for the next uh, four weeks, probably. Yes. We'll see. <sighs> um, well. Yeah, sorry, so, so I think it's uh, time, to, time to wrap things up. Yeah, yeah. Do you, do you want to like, plug any of your various pursuits, Robbie? Uh, I'm Robbie H. Dawson on Twitter, I guess. I don't have any other pursuits. It's a he's a he is a pro Twitter follow, and you I actually think I remember the reason that I followed you on Twitter. It, it came Ooh. to me what? is that I think it was after I wrote my piece about drag prom. Yes, that yeah. was on uh, on the toast. That's why I followed and you, you. And you tweeted in appreciation of my joke about uh, Trent Reznor going to town on your front hole. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. and I looked at your Twitter, and I was like, that's a, that guy's funny. Front Usually, front. I can't remember how I follow people, but that one, I was like, oh yeah, I remember that's how that's how the the Robbie magic began. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I'm Whitney Arner. I'm Mark Popham. I haven't seen. Um, next week, it will be something different. It will be a different show than normal because Mark is going to be busy. It's going to be Valentine's Day, and Mark is going to be busy being in love with his wife. Yes. <laughs> with who? Your wife. My wife. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thanks for, for acknowledging my love. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to, but I'm going to, we're not going to, I'm not going to leave the, a week without a show. We've, we've skipped too many weeks. I'm going to figure out something fun. Do it. Or, or horrible. It's just going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, after a week on, uh, on Percocet. <laughs> I'll just take a bunch of Percocet and see yeah, what happens. Yeah, just take all the leftover Percocet all at once. Whee! Nailed it. <laughs> uh. So uh, yeah, let's uh, let's all go watch the the Super Bowl, the big game. Some, some, we're, some, we're the big game, the some big game. some superb owl, Perfect. great birds, great birds, <laughs> greatbirds.com. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. Scott Adams, prolific author, blogger, and creator of Dilbert, thinks they're all getting trolled. I'm saying, I see a flamethrower. I think the flamethrower guy wins in the stick fight. Though he doesn't support Trump or any other candidate, he believes that Trump is in fact a master wizard.